You're listening to Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Good morning, ladies. Letitia Good morning. And Good morning, and we've got Letitia Grimes with us again today on this. It's such a lovely English name, Letitia Grimes. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about mindfulness, and it is such a huge movement in the Western world anyway right now. It's in the hospitals, it's in... It, it's just, it, of course, always in the Buddhist community. But is, is there something you want to share about mindfulness, Jill? Yes. I, I, I'd love this to become part of a conversation, a part of an exploration. Um, I was thinking of... Um, it's interesting. The word mindfulness is more or less associated with various forms of Buddhism because mm-hmm. they use it a lot. But, and I would think another word for that is also awareness. Mm, okay. um, having an awareness, maybe, of uh, far, far more than we do on a, on a normal basis. And in my life right now, I, and we talked about um, living according to our integrity, you know, and how that can be very inconvenient at times. Um, And then I thought, so also coming into my mind is this awareness. How aware are we? Being mindful. It's like all these fake news that's going on, and people are just, you know, on Facebook seeing something and passing it on, and it's not real. That's why I love Snopes. So much. Yes. Well, and Snopes doesn't do it all the time. No. Doesn't catch them all. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, I, I started doing this thing where if there was something that was happening that I thought we ought to be aware of, I'd just do the headline, being aware, being aware. Because things are happening in the world today, in our country and in the world today, that we need to be mindful of, we need to be aware of. Now, the other aspect of mindfulness in the, the Buddhist tradition, which I love, is it's being with whatever it is you're doing at that moment in totally, time. Totally, right, yeah. Absolutely, totally. And that's how I love my whole Sunday. Sundays are just a treasure for me of mindfulness. Um things that I've set aside to do that I can be... The laundry, the bedding, all of that. And I'm so tied into, okay, all the old sheets get off, the new sheets get off, everything's put together. And that night I'll have clean sheets. Then I go wash the dishes. Oh, I love to wash the dishes because I can be... With each dish, with each cup, for me, it's a huge blessing mm. to practice this mindfulness, this awareness. And I, I think it's, if we're going to be inundated with a lot of lies or half-truths or fear-mongering that's going on, let's come back to ourselves. Let's come back, each one of us, by being aware, by being mindful, so we don't get into the the traps where we're reacting to everything. 
I think that's so wise. And I, it's also very helpful to really, really be in our body as often as we can. Yeah. For example, you know, when you're writing, see, mindfulness, when you're saying being with the dishes, you're actually with your body because yeah. you're with everything you're doing. That's so cool. And uh, maybe we can do that throughout the day so that if we're walking, for a few moments, be aware of every step you take. For a few breaths, be aware of how the breath feels in your yes. mouth or a drink of tea or coffee or water. Feel it going down because the more that we're in the body, the more aware or mindful we are. And that's one of the ways I lifted myself out of depression. It's wonderful. if uh, I've done weekend meditations mm. where... Um, that are not easy because that really does is silence for for weekends that brings up a lot when you're in in your meditative in uh, mindfulness uh, and they do a wonderful thing about when you go for a walk it is it mindful you're aware of where every step is going so that you're and your foot is being placed on the earth and feel that foot on the earth the next foot goes on the earth Feel that, and then you, you know, and what's around you so that you're totally with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And like I say, we're here on this earth, so we might as well plant ourselves here. Yeah, the body is the earth. Exactly. So, um, uh, and it, and it's it's a wonderful way to get through the day. And it, and it makes us see things in new ways all the time because there's a gentleman down in Ventura here in California. He's called Yamaguchi. He's a very famous, fairly famous hairdresser. But he started, I believe, a few years ago, this 90-second thing. He says that people see you, the first yeah. time they see you for the first 90 seconds, mm. that is how they'll see you for the rest of your relationship because after that 90 seconds, they're imagining you because they're not present, they're not here. So you may as well write off your relationship if you haven't formed what you want in the first 90 seconds, and that's what he works on and how, to for his thing, he, he helps people present themselves in a business way for the first 90 seconds. And I think, you know, most people have an imagination of us and they're imagining who we are and imagining yeah. what we are and not present. So when we're mindful, when we're aware, we're seeing people how they are because we change every day. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of us, isn't it? It's like when we were talking about the um, memories and how... It, and who was it then that said, it's the hardwired happiness guy. Yeah, Rick who Hansen. Said, Rick Hansen, who says, every time you revisit a memory, it change, you change mm-hmm. it. So you get 10 years down the road and you've got, I've got, I had three sisters, I've got one left. Um, so if, uh, the four of us, going back to Africa when we were there, our memory of, of a situation would all be different, different. very different yeah. at this point because we've all revisited probably the same memory many times you know so that's a wonderful thing because oftentimes we say well that person's lying because that's not how it happened but the truth of the matter is we probably don't know how it happened either yeah. unless we have a video exactly <laughs> exactly that's why at Harvard we, you know do on the negotiation project we always would say truth is just another argument mm-hmm. you know um for somebody to argue about but I would love to to just place a gentle gauntlet on the table for anyone who's listening is to have a day of 
awareness, of mindfulness, um, and enjoy it. So it isn't something to get through, because mm-hmm. this is the other thing about how, you know, we are now so addicted to shortcuts, fast things, easy solutions. We, we are missing the journey, and the journey is what, why we're here. It's not to reach the end. You know, it's to to experience the journey. So, I just I'm I'm not throwing down the gauntlet. I'm just going to gently put the gently put it on the table. <laughs> that uh, we could try one day a week, but it's so much one. If you can do one day a week, you will actually do a lot more because it really is it brings wonderful. consciousness. It brings consciousness. It takes away fear because you're not. You know, we're constantly being barraged by things to be fearful from. We're being told, "Oh, you got to watch that. You got to watch this. You got to fight and flight kicks in." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The other thing that sometimes I suggest to clients is that they do stop, drop, and go. Yes. So they some they suddenly become aware. Oh, okay. Stop. Look at that tree. Feel how you feel. Take a breath. Feel your body and go. Yeah. So that like these moments in the day of stop, drop, and go, and, and I think I developed that. We've talked a lot about this before because I used to do very long deep meditations, and when I did that, I would separate myself so far out of this world that the depression just got worse and worse. But when I started to do stop, drop, and go, and bring myself present and into my body and into this moment I, I slowly the depression left and so if uh, so I very often recommend people just try you know a day is wonderful and a moment here and there for stop dropping and going can also be helpful thank you I'm, dro- I'm writing this down because everything you say is so well, stop drop and go go yeah. okay sounds like a fast food convenience gas station (laughs) (laughs) but I love I love that Uh, I know you've talked about that once before and the the one that I use to just to center me is on the out breath um, when I realize that I'm just so not connected a deep breath and on the out breath I let the out breath go and then at the end of the out breath I just pause for a moment before taking an in breath and that just really brings me right back to me mm. yeah, absolutely. in that pause good idea it's just it's, I guess that's my drop is that that's that's your drop and it's also I think um, a lot of people call that the gap right the the gap or the still point yeah. a lot of people call it there are people that call it the still point mm. and um, in reaching the still point it's so zen like because in attempting to reach it you defeat Mm-hmm. <laughs> you defeat you it. So, yeah, this is nothing to, nothing you have to do, nothing you have to try. It's just the pause. Mm-hmm. It's the 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 lack of doing. But to me, that really brings me. I think that's so great. Home. Also, maybe when you're with somebody, feel your feet. 
while you're breathing with and while you're standing with them so that you bring your body so that you actually see them you may see somebody that you really don't know that you've just been imagining so if every so often or if you're eating maybe just bring yourself to what you're eating because you may realize that uh, that you don't that you don't need to eat it or you don't want it i know there was the one person I heard speak once, I can't remember who it was now, and they said that this doctor used to go out and he would, um, he, every lunchtime he'd race out, eat some chips, drink a Coke, and have two burgers every lunchtime on the go. He would go get it on the hospital, he would come back, and he was not well. He was just couldn't get himself healthy, so this nutritionist told him, now this time I want you to take a 20 minutes and sit there and actually eat it in the parking lot and really be aware of breathing with it and eating it. And next session he came back and he said, do you know I hate McDonald's? <laughs> he said there was so much that he was so not present, so not yeah. mindful, that he didn't really even, wasn't even aware of what he was eating. So we can, I think, change our lives very wonderfully by just being aware and being mindful and being present. Exactly. I, I, when I did the Shambhala training at Naropa, Institute or college. I'm so sorry, this is something ringing here. Um, it was that was a long weekend of, um, of meditation and mindfulness and um, being grounded, uh, being aware, being mindful, um, and the stress levels. Oh, sorry, that's, that's okay. my that's phone. That's our mindfulness moment. That's our mindfulness moment. You can actually pull alarms off um, that just when they go bing, you go, okay, now this is a mindfulness moment. Right? Just <laughs> that wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I used to sometimes suggest that people put a bell on. I mean, this was a few years ago when it was more acceptable to wear a bell. Uh -huh. And every time you heard the bell ringing, you just stop and bring yourself present and yeah. bring yourself back into your body. What do you think? Letitia, you're sitting here listening to these. Oh, um, it reminds me of something that I read one time. wish I could remember the author of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but um, I like to practice this when I'm walking sometimes, uh -huh. if I can remember. Um, and that is if something uh, catches my eye, some, something beautiful like, um, you know, the color of a flower, um, this uh, the author who wrote this uh, said, "Well, I the way he feels is you showed up. You showed up for me. I will show up for you. Oh. So it's like a transactional thing. It's it's that nature wants to be noticed. It's not necessarily about me, but the nature wants, you know, needs human attention. So what he yeah. what he does is he he says." Well, just, you know, just uh, show up you know, for that flower for the space of 10 breaths. And it's amazing how long this can ten be. 10 breaths? 10, well, you know, 10 yeah, breaths. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think that's it. And, um, and then I, when I practice this, I notice that I'll, all of a sudden I'll start noticing things about this flower. Mm. You know, like it, all the, the different colors. I was thinking it's just yellow, but there's all these different shades. And then there's a beautiful little tendril going over here. And, you know, I discover so many different things. Um, you know, so that's, that's something I, re I remember very vividly. 
uh, as a way to practice mindfulness. That's wonderful. So what I've got down now, I'm taking notes, everybody, um, for mindfulness, awareness, stop, drop, and go, ten breaths. And then yours, which was... Um, Still point. uh, Okay, I'll put that one down. Still point at at the... at the breath, the exhale. The wonderful thing with this, and, and I'm sure we've all find this, I know clients and students find this um, that I've worked with, and that is that uh, we use these things for a while and then whoosh, they're gone. Mm. And it's like, oh. We're on to something new. I was using mm-hmm. that two years ago. Well, I mean, we forget it. So yes. don't feel badly if you didn't fail, you didn't, you're not doing something wrong. It's the way the mind works. It tends to go in different directions. It tends to go back to what it knows. So you can just pick it up and again, yeah. use your 10 breaths when you're in nature or do the stop, drop and go or the, the, ga- the still point. The, the still point, that one with the pause at the end of the breath really helps if you... Um, are fearful somebody's triggered something you're angry you're you know you're you're in a fury um just taking a deep breath and letting it go take another deep breath let it go pause and then take another breath and the fear the anger all that will disappear disappear and you get consciousness around mm -hmm. what it is that was fearful because we find we have evidently we've spoken about this before too but we have 90 seconds before once we've realized something happens before a reaction if we can catch ourselves in that 90 seconds we can bring awareness or mindfulness to the situation and be aware of why we're feeling angry why we're and then you know take action or say something but once the once the emotion catches us it tends to be like a vortex and it keeps going until it's worked itself out. So remember, you've got 90 seconds when you're triggered yeah. to take that to take yeah. that still point or to bring yourself to consciousness in yeah. some way or mindfulness in some way. Before it g- goes into your body, and it's carried it somewhere it's mm-hmm. in your body, yeah. Or you feel, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anybody got anything to say before we finish mindfulness this morning? No, but I'm thrilled about the 10 breaths. I do, One thing that's like your 10 breaths, uh, I think I was starting to try and say this when I was doing the, the um, Shambhala training at, at Naropa Institute, as it was called then, um, we would have for a meal we would be given a very small bowl okay and there'd be the food set out but you'd put your food in the bowl and you'd have your chopsticks or a spoon or whatever but it was part of your mindfulness is eating and is being with every single piece that you put in your mouth and for me, where that developed, because then you realize I don't need as much as I'm eating. I don't need to full, fill the plate full of food. But the other thing that just brilliantly I'm so grateful for that came to me when I was eating mindfully out of this little bowl was being aware that every plant that grew had somebody who planted it, who took care of it, who... Um, harvested it, who collected it, who cooked it, who served it. So for me, each bite is a, a, is an homage to every stage of that, starting with the seed. And thank you for healing me. Thank you for 
hospice. Thank you for feeding me. Thank you for healing me. And that is just now instinctive in me. I'll sit with somebody like my son and I'll go to thank the food and he picked up on it straight away. I thought I was going to be ridiculed for doing this. But that was that came from mindfulness. Yeah, that's so wonderful. And I, I do that. I don't eat meat, but I do that when I'm dealing with meat for the for Bob, my husband, or for the animals. I always say thank you for giving your life that yeah. they can eat. And I, I do it sometimes with plants too. Not as much as, not as mindfully sometimes as with the meat, but I think that's a wonderful suggestion. Yeah. Earth Tribe Radio and Mindfulness.